Isaac Shade here, co-host of the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Join Andy Patton and me every Monday as we break down all the buzzer-beating action, conference rivalry games, and need-to-know bubble matchups ahead of the NCAA tournament. Check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Baseball closed last season on an absolute heater. They go to Omaha. They made it to the Final Four before falling to Florida. A lot of turnover this year, but high expectations for this team. And we have a special guest, Jacob Saylor, is coming on with us next from the Lepton Drinking Club to talk more about uh, what TCU baseball will look like in 2024. That's coming up here on Locked On Horn Frogs. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked on Horn Frogs, your team every day. We're free and available wherever it is you get your podcast. And joining me today is Jacob Sailors from uh, Lupton Beers, the Lupton Drinking Club. He's a founding father of, of that group that gets rowdy at Lupton and other TC sporting events. And Jacob, I know you guys are, are ramping up the coverage because baseball is starting and, that, and that's your specialty. Typically two days a week, though, is that what we're looking at podcast wise for you guys? Yeah, I think that's how it's going to be to start. You know, uh, sometimes we'll have guests on that, mm-hmm. you know, that'll increase our content. But yeah, t- I think two days a week is the plan. And yeah, we'll have some other, uh, as the season goes, we're going to be adding some things to, you know, our repertoire. For sure. And man, I need to I need to consult with you guys about how you get such great guests. You do an outstanding job <laughs> with, with your booking, getting big time names. So yeah, Kirk Sarloos today. Um, on game week as they get ready for Florida Gulf Coast. So I'd encourage people to go listen to that. Uh, it's a good like 45 minutes with him about the team itself. And he broke some news for you. So the the rotation is set. Um, we're getting Peyton Tole, the Wichita State transfer on Friday nights, Cole Klecker on Saturday, and then on Sunday, um, Zach Morris, the Arkansas transfer. Right. So I guess first, Jacob, he kind of talked about his philosophy with with Klecker on Saturday because some people might be like, oh, that's kind of interesting that what everybody thinks is your best pitcher potentially is going to be your Saturday starter. Can you expound on kind of how he explained that and just your reaction to, you know, Tole getting the Friday night nod? Yeah, I think first and foremost, they really believe in Tully and what he can bring on Friday nights, you know, that we're going to be competitive in those Friday night games. Mm-hmm. But what he really talked about was Klecker's ability to go late in games and that therefore saving your bullpen. So if Tully has a little trouble on Friday, they don't have to be conservative with their bullpen options and they can go to, you know, an A-Bell to Luis Rodriguez or, you know, name any one of the it seems like dozens of pitchers mm-hmm. that we have available for us. But then they can rely on Klecker to go into the sixth, seventh inning to save your bullpen and still have fresh. You can roll those Friday guys that you used out of the bullpen back on Sunday. And then the first time I listened to that, my that was my first reaction I was like, "Oh wow, they're going to pitch Cole Klecker on Saturdays." But the second time I listened to that clip that she posted on Twitter, yep. um, I said to myself, "Oh." Zach Morris instead of Ben Hampton on Sundays. That's kind of interesting because, I mean, I know Ben has a lot of experience coming from West Virginia. Um, and I later on, you, you guys talked about how he could be your Tuesday starter. But were mm-hmm. you surprised by that? Did that catch you off guard at all? Or you know, did you uh, hear those rumblings? Yeah, a, a, little, a little surprised. But I keep going back to the fact that 
at least in the last two years, and if I really thought about it, it probably goes back further. If you look at TCU's rotation to start mm-hmm. the season and how it, you know, even halfway through the season and then how it ended, it looked nothing like it did in the beginning. So while right. Zach Morris might be our Sunday guy, and he may be the Sunday guy all season, by week two, he may no longer be the Sunday guy. So mm-hmm. that's that's what we have right now going into week one, but it's fluid. So, you know, Ben Hampton probably going to go on Tuesday. You know, maybe after a couple of weeks, Ben Hampton does slide into the Sunday role, or maybe it shifts all together. And the three that we have this weekend aren't even the three that we have halfway through the season. So we'll just wait and see and see how the guys perform. Is that the biggest, uh, I guess, advantage is the wrong word, but maybe reason for optimism for the staff is it feels like it's been a few years. They've had some guys step up kind of midseason, but it does feel like it's been a while since you looked at, uh, you know, a TCU pitching staff and you're like, oh, they have four or five like potential starters that you feel pretty comfortable with in right. a in a big game situation. And it it, it seems like there's uh, there's more options now. A hundred percent. And I don't envy the coaching staff and having to figure out as, you know, these first few weeks, mm-hmm. having to place these guys in roles. So yeah, there's a lot of options. Uh, everything's going to be, everybody's job is open for competition. So it's going to be real fascinating to see how it develops. And one thing that you've been kind of uh, toying with this off season and, and you see down there bottom, uh, Jacob's Twitter handle is at JD sailors and he's a good follow on Twitter. You get some good jokes. You get some good, like, it. yeah, yeah, for sure. You get some good, <laughs> some good humor, uh, some, analytics from time to time as well and some nice research but you were you were talking about Ben Abelt and, and what they're yep. going to do with him and we, we found out he's going to end up being you know bullpen guy but when you mentioned the possibility of him as a starter in my mind I was like oh wow that would be really cool because he was yep. so good to close the season last year and I think you had a chart at some point this offseason and I'm sorry to put you on the spot here, but you no, can, no. can you remember what kind of you saw that that gave you um, some uh, just some curiosity about what he would look like if he was a starter? Yeah, and I can remember his chart off the top of my head, so no need to worry about putting okay. me on the spot. So first and foremost with Ben, it's his K per nine, because I'm a big proponent of you know strikeouts equal success. Like if you can mm-hmm. strike a guy out, if you can miss bats, then you're going to have success. And he has the highest K rate on the team. So that jumps out at me right away. And then over the season last year, kind of halfway through the season, you started to see his hits per nine decline, his walks per nine decline, while his strikeouts kept going up. And I just saw a guy who was developing into a machine gun. And right. you think about you think about TCU teams that made it, you know, even into the Final Four in Omaha. It seems like when we fall just a little short, we lose to a team that has a machine gun. Mm-hmm. And I see Ben Abel as a guy that could potentially be that guy that gets us. Just a little bit closer, and just a little bit closer means a national championship. Mm -hmm. So that's why he really excites me. But as for right now, Kirk really likes the idea of being able to use him potentially all three days on the weekend out of that eighth, ninth inning role. So, and I'm totally okay with that. I'm not going to argue about that at all. But, you know, we'll see as the season goes. He could be, you know, that machine gun late in the season. And Hunter Hodges is back. Uh, yep. I know he broke the news that I believe it's Blake Rogers. Is that his name? The Baylor transfer, yep. mm-hmm. unfortunately, out for the season. So that's that's you know a, a disappointing news. But what are the other names in the bullpen that you're kind of looking at this year? Yeah, well, and we also lost Cohen Feaster back in the fall. That's right. a name that can't be overlooked. He's a great arm out of the pen. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Ayers is a transfer out of Houston. 
Uh, he's going to get some innings. Luis Rodriguez, you remember him from last year before he got hurt. Um, yeah, you mentioned Hunter Hodges. I mean, the, the names go on and on. Um, it's it's going to be real, real interesting. And even as a group, we spent 80 minutes on a podcast just going back and forth on, you know, which of these guys can pitch where. And it's, you know, it's really the first team I can remember that has so many names on it, so many options. So, you know, maybe a guy that we're hyped up about that going into the season, he may not even pitch very much, depending on yeah. how the dominoes fall. So, yeah, real interesting. It is. They got they got a lot of different guys with um, different arm angles and, you know, some more power arms, it feels like, this year. So uh, some, some good things from the pitching staff. We're going to talk to position players next. We got some exciting freshmen, some transfers, and we'll start with, with Peyton Tole, who we talked about his ability mm-hmm. on the mound, but what could he do in the middle of that lineup? We'll, we'll get to yeah. that first. Go so ahead. Peyton – Peyton Tully, right? A lot of comparisons to Luke and Baker. And I'm going to steal from my LDC teammate, Martin, which okay. I think he I think he describes Peyton Tully perfectly. Um, he, he doesn't believe that it's a good comparison to Luke and Baker because he thinks they're two different kinds of hitters. So with Luke and Baker, he was just a great all-around hitter. That was He had tremendous power, but in games, it was more like hitting for average, you know, gap power, limiting strikeouts. With Peyton Tolley, you're probably going to see more strikeouts, but you're going to see more game power, mm-hmm. which means you know more home runs and things like that. So I, I I agree with Martin there that it's not Luke and Baker really isn't the best comparison for Peyton Tolley, but still going to be an electric hitter in the middle of the lineup. And it's interesting because I, I heard you guys discussing uh, just the way the team was hitting in the fall, right? That top to bottom, this is really deep because I guess, you know, my at first, my skepticism was okay. You're losing Braden Taylor and Trey Richardson and, and Cole Fontenelle. Those are mm-hmm. a ton of your main bats from last year. But even though it's going to be a different look, Jacob, there's, I guess, there's a hope that top to bottom this lineup could be deeper in some regards, the, the, kind of with their approach and the way they can hit the ball. Yeah, kind of like how we talked about the pitching in past years. You know, you kind of just had your guys and you kind of knew what you were going to get going into the season, and this year, the the roles, everything's up in the air. It's the same with the position players. You know, we this is more depth that I've seen on any TCU team when it comes to position players. I mean, there's position battles at third base. There's position battles in the outfield. They're going to be using two different catchers that'll probably, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's going to be real balanced behind the plate. They're going to use two or three different first basemen. Um, you could see changes pretty much, I would say, anywhere except shortstop, really is it could be fluid. Yeah, a lot of good stuff here. Uh, by the way, we're we're recording this as TCU basketball is wrapping up. They got an 81-65 win over West Virginia at home tonight, so significant for them to get back over 500 in Big 12 yeah. play. Uh, they're 6-5 and five now. They get K-State on Saturday at 11 a.m. in Manhattan. We'll get more with Jacob here in a moment. A quick word from our sponsors, and we'll have more about TCU baseball coming up next here on Lockdown Horn Frogs. I do want to quickly mention FanDuel. Uh, I told you all football season long about the great deals that they had, especially during Super Bowl week. And you might say, okay, football season's wrapped up. Yes, it has, but there's still outstanding deals. And right now, if you're a hoop head, if you love the NBA, uh, you can go to FanDuel.com slash locked on new customers. Make one $5 bet. If you hit on that bet and win, you'll get $150 in bonus bets. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on, or you can use their safe, secure, and easy app. 
They have, uh, you know, simple money line bets. So you can just bet on teams. Who you think is going to win the game or uh, bet on players, prop bets, how many three-pointers, over-unders, all kinds of options. FanDuel.com slash locked on or download the FanDuel app. New customers, uh, $150 in bonus bets with one winning $5 bet. FanDuel, official betting partner of the NBA and proud sponsor of the Locked On Network. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So bringing Jacob back into the fold here, uh, you ran down some of those battles at the different positions. Um, Curtis Byrne, I mean, he yep. he really came on at the, at the end of the season, was hitting the ball all over the place, and so they were able to kind of move him in that DH role. Obviously, Carson Bowen had a great year. How do you think they'll kind of massage things to make sure that those two guys are, are in the lineup every day this year, Jacob? Yeah, you touched on it there going going back to last season with Curtis Byrne. You saw what a healthy Curtis Byrne could do. Mm-hmm. And he just absolutely raked towards the end of the season. So they're going to make sure that he's in the lineup as much as possible, right? So that means he's going to be relieving Carson Bowen behind the plate. He's going to be getting reps at first base, and he's going to be DHing at times. So as long as Curtis is hitting the ball, then he's going to be in the lineup somewhere. Uh, Kirk, today on our – in our interview, he was really high on Curtis. He's in excellent shape. They, he said he was beating out infield ground balls. <laughs> so that tells where Curtis yeah. Burns game's at right now. So, <laughs> yeah, really excited about Curtis. And did he promise like three to five stolen bases from Curtis? Was that he right? He did. Yeah, okay. you heard that, right? Yeah, he did. So, yeah, we'll get Curtis Burn in the stolen base mix. That's cool. I love it. Uh, one of the freshmen that um, – it seems like might be penciled in opening day is uh, Chase Brunson. The um, He's from California, center fielder. Uh, what do you know about him and kind of his potential, Jacob? Yeah, you know, Chase is interesting because he joined the team kind of late last summer, right before fall practices start. So didn't really think a lot about him at the time. He wasn't highly recruited. He did get drafted in the 18th round by Toronto, chose to go to college. He was a commit to uh, Loyola Marymount. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kurt said today that they had a coaching change and a buddy of his out in California called him and said, hey, I got this player. He's looking for a home. And uh, he ends up at, at in Fort Worth. And during the fall, he just had an outstanding, you know, fall camp or fall, you know, fall practices and won that job. Um, his bat may take a little time to develop, but in the fall, he was hitting for power to the gaps and even had some home run power. and. You know, they think he's going to play a really solid center field. And, yeah, like you said, he's he's a pretty solid starter right now. What is third base looking like? Uh, big shoes to fill with Braden Taylor moving on. What are some of the names to know at that position this year? Yeah, it looks like Brody Green is going to get the early nod there. Um, okay. But, you know, there's a couple guys behind him. Um, if There's a freshman, Ryder Robinson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, learn about him because he's going to get a chance to play and there's a great chance he could win that job. Uh, Brody okay. had an excellent fall. If he could keep that up, then that's 
going to be his position, but Ryder's going to get a lot of playing time. And, you know, between the two of them, that you'll have a third baseman. Right. Yeah. I think Martin, uh, one of your, one of your podcast hosts, I believe he said that Ryder was like one of the more exciting freshmen he's seen at TCU in a long time. I guess just yeah, watching, watching yeah, the he's, fall. He's really high on Ryder Robinson. Um, yeah. He was the Gatorade national player of the year in Utah. Okay. And he was high school teammates with Fisher Ingersoll. Gotcha. So gotcha. yeah, we keep that Utah pipeline going strong <laughs> with Braden Taylor and Fisher and now Ryder Robinson. They have had good success there. Um, so I guess Big 12-wise, mm -hmm. uh, what are your expectations for this team regular season and beyond? I know it's obviously, you know, we're we're projecting a lot here, but it feels like there's a, a ton of excitement around this group. Yeah, you know, I think the Big 12 as a whole, it's not going to be quite as strong as it has been in recent years when you had, you know, a lot of COVID fifth-year seniors, mm -hmm. you know, really strong teams. Um, the, the league is going to be good. But, you know, let's be real. This is TCU's conference to lose. I, I think if not them, then it's Texas. And if both TCU and Texas see, have problems, then it's wide open right. after that. But, yeah, it's it's TCU's conference to lose. Yeah, I mean, I guess the new teams that are coming in, I don't really know much about Cincinnati. I, I feel like UCF and BYU have had some success in the past. Houston's not what they used to be. but. Right. This is going to be a really different conference uh, next year, Jacob. I mean, Texas and OU. I know OU is sort of up and down, but um, well, they give us problems. It does though. feel like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they do, especially in Norman. It seems like yes. it does feel like this is shaping up to be, uh, you know, with Kirk staying on and and just the way he's building this thing, it's shaping up to be TCU's conference. Hopefully, moving forward. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, the Arizona schools coming in, they're going to have something to say about that. But I oh, do agree right, with that. Right, I think, right. and don't count out Oklahoma State. I think they're kind of a sleeping giant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Oklahoma State's been consistent. I forgot about uh, Arizona and Arizona State and, and just yeah. kind of where they're at. Um, one more ad read here, and then we'll have a, a couple more things for Jacob before we go. It's locked on Horn Frogs, and again, it's your team every day. Uh, eBay Motors, I've told you guys before, I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not super knowledgeable about vehicles like car maintenance, those types of things. I'm, I'm trying to learn more as I'm getting older. But when it comes to finding the right parts for my car, I don't really know the first thing about it. But eBay Motors makes it easier. They have their guaranteed fit program where you can just type in the make and model of your car. Uh, you can grab the part, put it in your shopping cart, and they will tell you whether or not it is the right um, part for your vehicle. Patience, or passion, drive, and patience that what brings home the winning trophy and what also keeps your ride alive. eBay Motors has over 122 million parts for your ride. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. All the parts you need at the price that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and keep and bring home that win. Keep your ride alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. Uh, go there today, ebaymotors.com. Oh, there we go. Uh, so, Jacob, if you had to pick right now, we haven't talked about Anthony Silva. He's coming back and, you know, expectations are through the roof for him. Um, we, we discussed Peyton Tole. If you had to guess at the end of this season – who do you think would we'll be talking about as TCU's MVP for this year? Whether that's 
position player, pitcher, the person that you just think is going to be the most important or the most valuable player for this team this season? Yeah, let's go with Carson Bowen here. Okay. Just rock steady behind the plate defensively. And the way the way he makes contact with the ball, his hand-eye coordination is – I don't think it's going too far to say it's the best on the team. Just the way he's able to hit pitches to all different parts of the field, he hits in the gap. I think his power will increase this year. So I think I think Carson Bowen is going to be a guy that – he's going to be that next, you know, kind of TC legend, I think, after his time's done here in Fort Worth. You know, you think about – like Evan Skaug type yeah. player. I, I I see that for Carson Bowen. I do want to clean one thing up though, going back to pitching. Okay. I didn't mention I didn't mention Braden Sloan. The coaches are really yeah. high on him. So I want to make sure he gets a mention too. Yeah, Braden got a number of starts on Tuesdays last year, right? Yeah. And so hopefully we'll step into a bigger role this season. Is that what you're hearing? Yeah, it, it just kind of depends on how it plays out, but they really like what they saw from him in practice. So they're they're high on him. I just want to make sure that got mentioned. And then Evan Skaug and Brian Howard, uh, yeah. are they volunteer assistants, Jacob? Yeah, graduate assistants. Their uh, playing days are done, so they're coming back to Fort Worth to be around the program and get their coaching career started. And, you know, I told Kirk today it made me feel old hearing him just uh, refer to them <laughs> as Coach Howard and Coach Skaug. <laughs> yeah, when he said – because. Uh, and, and we'll talk about Dave Lawn here in a second, but when he was talking about the, the pitching situation or the pitching coach situation, he said Coach Lawn and Coach Howard, and it didn't even click in my mind at the moment right. what he said, and then you guys brought it up. I was like, oh, yeah, Brian Howard, he's he's yeah. on staff now. Uh, but y'all got a chance to talk to Dave Lawn this offseason, yep. I know, um, and he's got a ton of experience. How helpful do you think he's going to be, I mean, one with the pitching staff, but also just kind of allowing Kirk to – um, maybe look more big at big picture stuff yeah. than kind of being in the day to day with with the pitching staff. Yeah, I think he said it perfectly. I think Kirk felt like he was stressed a little too thin last year, and maybe pitching wouldn't get neglected at times. But it just he wanted he wanted to make it a point of emphasis to give those guys more direct one on one attention. And Dave Lawn, man, what an impressive career he's had. You know, mm -hmm. years of experience. And when we interviewed him, I really liked how he said he likes to take something from everyone and just kind of collectively reteach everything he's learned from all his years of experience. So, you know, we're not lacking knowledge. That's for sure. Jacob Sailors from the Lupton Drinking Club. Uh, you can follow him at GD Sailors on, excuse me, at JD Sailors <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, what's the best way to subscribe to the podcast or to make sure that people are listening to post game beers this season. Yeah, we're at Lepton Beers on all the uh, podcast networks and also on YouTube. That's something we're trying to build. So if you like, uh, if you like to look us in the eye while we talk frog ball, head on over to YouTube and catch us there. Subscribe to the YouTube channel for sure. Do you guys have any big trips planned? I mean, I know you usually follow the team around, but is there is there anywhere you're looking forward to going to this year as you follow this team? Yeah, I'm going to try to go with Martin to Cincinnati. I think that'd oh, nice. be a fun trip. Yeah, we'll see if we yeah. can pull that off. If not, then we'll hit the local spots, you know, Waco and Austin, and mm -hmm. we'll do those trips. But, yeah, Cincinnati is kind of calling our name, I think. Yeah, that'll be a good place. I need uh, – I mean, I don't know who we need to talk to. We need BYU on the schedule in Provo because I've seen – I know. I've seen pictures of the stadium with the mountains in the backdrop, and, uh, yeah, it looks amazing. So Go check out Utah, too. Because they play in okay. a triple-A park, and they kind of have the same scenery. Nice. But kind of a nicer stadium because it's a triple-A park. 
So yeah, Utah, Utah's on my radar too. Well, text Kirk and make sure that make sure that we'll get a trip to Provo here next yeah. year, so I can so we can yeah. all head that way. Uh, again, Jacob Sailors, thank you for joining us. Please subscribe to uh, the Lupton Drinking Club post game beers. You can also subscribe to Locked On Horn Frogs on YouTube and all podcast platforms are free and available wherever you get your podcast. I will be back tomorrow talking TCU basketball and football as we typically do, and uh, Frogs against Florida Gulf Coast this Friday night. Um, it's Lockdown Horn Frogs, your team every day.